of faith, as we were talking about last weekend. I thought it was neat. Rachel even used that very word. Let's make our declaration of praise this morning in the midst of storm, in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of trials. And the church said, guys, that's for us. Have you been through a storm lately? Probably. If you haven't been through one, I got some bad news for you. You're going to get to go through one. And you want to praise the Lord in the midst of the storm. We create, God inhabits the praises of his kids. And this atmosphere we create when we worship him, it's awesome. It's sweet. It's a delight to the Lord. I just write down the passage, Zechariah 9, 9. Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Sing your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly, riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Something out of the ordinary, Zechariah said, is coming. And it was Jesus, and he's come. Here's the second point from last weekend that I didn't get to. The shout of praise has always been a victory shout. Ruah, we talked about that, or Shabbat last weekend. Some of those great words. And it's, a, it's that declaration that we say, Lord, you are above. Your kingdom rules above all things. Guys, I don't know about you, but in this world, things that we tend to build or attach our lives to, they crumble and fall. You could attach yourself to the stock market this morning. Not a good idea. You could attach yourself to some possession. Not a good idea. You could attach yourself to some status. Nothing. All things crumble and fall before Christ. Here's the second one. The shout of praise, or the third one, is a war cry that engages spiritual warfare. When I talk about praise, I know there's going to be warfare in our midst because the devil does not like when we come into the light of Christ and we worship the Lord of glory. Amen? Amen. Amen? And we make our declaration. We shout. We praise Him. We worship Him in spirit, in truth, in Lord. And, and, and Joshua, you know, you see all those great stories. You see the, the marches around the wall. You saw the wall collapse Sunday, last Monday morning. I want to brag on you. In your worship guide, you see 16 gathered last week. I had others called me and text me and said, we were there, though you did not see us physically, spiritually we were there. Some of them were physically unable. Our oldest member, 89 years old, showed up with tears in her eyes to declare the praises of God. We're seeking the Lord together. So it was a beautiful thing just to see people come and come. I, I loved it. So we shout, we worship. And here's the last one, and then we'll get into the new stuff. Praise is a strong spiritual weapon. It's always been and it always will be a declaration of victory. We declare victory over the darkness. Not because of what we might do or can do, but because of what he has already done and what he continues to do in the present and what he will do for all eternity. He deserves our praise. This morning, you're just saying, man, these songs, they were so high and exalted and they were lifting Christ higher and higher. And my heart drew into his throne, into his countenance. Now, I'm going to move into a thing this morning, and so your outline now applies. Okay, you ready? And physical posture does not make you and I a worshiper, but it's certainly a part of our worship. I'll set it up this way. At a ball game, and a lot of us like football or whatever, or as Bob came in in his soccer international uniform, okay, but it's, it's, it's celebratory in nature. And at a football game, at a concert, People raise their hands, they shout, they dance, they yell. They, they don't, I mean, could you imagine going to a concert of your favorite artist and everybody just going, 
I mean, you, you just couldn't imagine. I, mean, I, I see personalities transform when people go to concerts. And yet, in our worship center, I mean, we're a community praise and worship church, for crying out loud, for almost a quarter of a century. And sometimes we, I, I don't know your hearts. Only God knows our heart. And I, so I don't want to judge anybody because there seems to be no posture. But I can remember through the decades teaching this and watching this place transform through praise. So I brought back a series, or not, I've never preached this series, and I thought it's time for our church to learn how to put on our praise. And the church said, and part of that would be to lift our hands toward the heavens. And I'm not, you're saying, my pastor, I'm Presbyterian, and I, I can't get my hands out of my pockets, and I'm a recovering Episcopalian. And somebody would say, I'm a shouting Methodist, or I'm, I'm a dancing Baptist in the closet, or whatever. I don't know. I'm just telling you, you could. You could raise your hands in the house of God, and it'd be okay. All right, church? And it's awesome, and it's powerful, and, it's a, and, and the Lord, we, one reason I raise my hands is I declare gratitude to God. I mean, Lord, I surrender. Like this morning, I wish I didn't have this mic because I want to use both hands, and it's kind of hard to be demonstrative, and you got this thing near you. Yeah. You know, I, I can remember speaking to 8,000 teenagers one time, and I had to hold one of these. Oh, couldn't stand it. But here, let's, let's move through here. Fill it in right here in the top. Physical posture doesn't make you a worshiper. It's the heart attitude, the attitude of humility, reverence, awe. It's sometimes symbolized and visualized by physical posture. And we're going to talk about a few postures today, and one in particular that I really want to get into. But let's fill in these blanks quickly. Our physical posture affects our mental, our emotional, and our spiritual states more than we realize. When we have postures that lean into God, sometimes it helps our heart to know. It, it lets us lean more into the heart of the Father. Second one, our worship is to be always, listen, our heart, our worship is always to be regulated by the Scriptures, by the Word. So I don't want to ask you to do something extra biblical, something that's not in the Word. But God instructs us. He gives us the book. He gives us the book of Psalms, and it shows us all these mighty things that we're learning in this series about how we worship God in our posture. So one of the ways, this isn't in your notes, but I just want to give it to you. Stand. This morning, some of you could not stand, and that's okay. But for the most part, everybody in the room, they stood. You know why we stand? Several reasons. Because it's biblical. Another reason we stand because we have respect and honor for our great God. Here it is. A wedding. The back door is open. Beautiful woman steps in from behind the doors. White adorning gown. She walks into the sanctuary or into the living room. As she walks in, everybody stands. A dignitary comes into our midst and we joke on them. No, we don't. We stand up in honor and reverence of that position. How much more in the house of God do we stand to worship Him? Side note, real quick. I said I would never make this platform political, and I'm not. However, I want to say one thing. 
Tuesday is very important to our city. Go vote. And the church said, that's all I'm going to say. You're saying, I like this pastor. I just want to talk about Jesus. Okay, let's keep going. All right, so we stand. The 135th Psalm, just turn a page. Well, maybe not. In my Bible, you got to turn a page. Verse 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise Him, you servants of the Lord, you who minister in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. All through, you see, Deuteronomy, the Levites were to stand before the Lord to pronounce blessing over the Lord, over the tabernacle, over the people. Revelation 7, 9. I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne in front of the Lamb. God instructs us to stand. So one of our positions is to stand, and we stand around here. And I tell you, let me tell you, it's biblical. Another reason is you just sing better when you stand. Do you not agree? You know, it just opens up your diaphragm. You just sound better, and it's, it's kind of a cool thing. So it makes for that. But we, but we stand because we honor him. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 6. The priest, the ones of God, they stood at their post. The Levites were the instruments for the music to the Lord that King David had made for giving thanks to the Lord. But they stood. They were instructed with certain instruments to give praise to God. But they stood in the house of the Lord. And we could just go through verse after verse where people stood, where they sang, where they worshiped, where they exalted him, where... He was exalted. Here's the other one. So they stood. Another one, they bow. He, the Hebrew word there is barak. And in that, it means to bless. It means to bend. It means to kneel down, to bend the knee. And they bent before the Lord. They, their posture was that. And in our church, we don't necessarily do a lot of kneeling. We, we do kneel some. We, we don't kneel as much as we used to. Used to, this altar would flood all the time in the day if you wanted to. I think it would be awesome. You could come and you could kneel at these steps, and this is our altar. You could kneel right there where you are. But here, here's what I want to submit to you. Find some time to kneel this week. No. Find some time every day to kneel before the Lord. Now, I know, I know, I know. Somebody's going to say, Pastor, are you on speed dial? Because when I kneel, I ain't getting back up. I understand that, okay. But most of us could kneel, we could get down, and we could get back up. So that might be something we might, we might just want to say, Lord, I just want to kneel in honor of you. I want to worship you. Psalm 103, verse 1. He talks about, bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord God, our maker. So, we stand, we bow, we kneel, we're humbled before him. Our position, we kneel down, we worship. Uh, second, write down this verse, 2 Chronicles 29, uh, verse 28 through 29. The, the, it ends up the passage as it goes, they knelt down and they worshiped. I, I find that it's one of my favorite positions in prayer. Certainly it's not my only one. I, I pray in the shower, I, I pray in my car, I pray on my walks. I pray in my chair. I pray standing. I, you know, I, I pray laying down. This is one of my favorite positions, laying down. How, how many of you like that one? You can do that one in the bed. Now, I got to tell you, sometimes, but that ain't the best one because, I mean, you lay down sometimes. Hey, we're in the house, so don't lie. You ever been talking to the Lord and you went to sleep and you woke back up? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do that. That's not good. But when I kneel, when I kneel, it just it communicates my heart. 
communicates, God, I'm weak. God, I'm dependent. God, I need strength. Lord, I bow before your throne. I'm not bound before man. I'm bound before you, God. Lord, I need you to intervene into my life, into the life of our church. I'm kneeling for little Nate. Lord Jesus, would you take that beautiful little boy? Would you heal his body? Would you give them proper medications of how to treat him that he could live a seizure-free life in the name of Jesus? And the church said, amen. Um, Matter of fact, let me see. It's eight hours ahead. Somebody help me real quick. Oh, okay. His dad's getting up right now. You know, it's tomorrow or whatever on the other side of the world. You know, he's he's getting up. You know, I, I bet the first thing on his mind is what? His boy. So let's kneel for Dave and for his son and believing God and praising the Lord, knowing our hearts. Kneeling, let me just say this real quick. Kneeling is a sign of submission and it's a sign of humility. Lord, we humble ourselves. Now, let me get to this. Now I'm getting to the posture of worship. I'm in the middle of the page. Ready? Hold, hold up your, wave your worship God. I want to see that you got him. There you go. Last weekend, y'all did something. I don't know what happened. Maybe the message was good. Maybe it was a fan. I don't know. I could not find any of these after the service. I had, that made me very happy. Usually, you, I find as many as you take. All right, so here it is. A posture of worship. This is a fun word. Yada. All right, say it with me. Yada. All right, on the count of three. Yada. Okay, let's close in prayer and let's leave. It's like, man, what does it mean? We just say yada in the house of God. Basically, it means to, to extend your hands to reach out as one shooting an arrow toward to declare our praises over our God, to lift him up. Yada. This yada word, it's, it's powerful. It extends our hands, it throws our hands, and in worship, yada. You die, Lord. We praise you. We bless you. Man, this is a rich word. So what I'm saying to you, in worship, we can yadah Jehovah. We can yadah God. We bless him. We praise him. We honor him. We exalt him. We come to him. We reflect that our heart wants to be like him. We want to lean into him. We want to revere him with yada means with extended hands. When I extend, this is non-extended. When I extend, I reach. I reach toward the heavens. How many people this morning need to reach out to God? You need to reach toward the heavens. Just try it with me. Raise your hands. Come on. You're going to say, are we a Pentecostal church? Well, no. But, but hey, we're God's church, okay? Raise your hands toward the heavens. Lord, we yadah you. We lift our hands to you. Lord, we have no one in heaven but you. Okay, that's awesome. You're saying, well, he forced me to raise my hands, God. You know it ain't my habit. My mama just got upset with me. I raised my hands in church. Your mama don't care. And, and let me tell you, this ain't about your mama. This is about you. I want you to be God conscious more than I want you to be God, uh, man conscious. Now, let me say something about positions. And, and we could talk about dancing before the Lord, and sometimes that can get kind of wild. And I've been in some services, and I've seen some things like, wow, man, that was, that was unique. Not my perspective, but, man, you know, they, you know, loving the Lord. But what I'm saying is, as we lift our hands to the Lord, it just honors Him. And I, I invite you to do that. Man, Lord, 
I'm just shaking off the things from this world. Lord, I just worship you in spirit today. Lord, I want to I yadah you. I want to extend my hands to you. I want to um, say you're above all. I want to be dependent on you. Lord, you've given me liberty, so I worship you. And let me tell you, I go to some churches that are not, are not community churches. They're not traditional churches. Maybe they are traditional churches. Maybe they, I go to all kinds of churches. I mean, when you, let me tell you, this is kind of cool. I'm a community pastor. So I have people all the time, they invite me to meetings because like, they don't know what camp to put me in. I kind of like it. So I've got lots of Assembly of God, Pentecostal friends. I've got lots of charismatic friends. I've got lots of just evangelicals, super evangelicals. And I've got, I've got every denomination, and they invite me to their meetings. Some of them are saying, can we get you in our denomination? We want to make a deal? Like, no, but I love you. And so it's cool. But so sometimes when I go to churches, you know, I, I'm there to love God. And sometimes I have great liberty. Just because you have liberty doesn't mean. So if I walk into a meeting, everybody's really subdued. I don't want to be the guy to draw attention to me. I want to draw attention to who? Him. So sometimes I, I've, I've been, I call it kind of polite worship. Sometimes I've been in meetings and I'm, I'm a lot more subdued than I would be here. And my hands are just in my lap, worshiping my Savior. Worshiping the Lamb of Glory. He's worthy, and the church said. So, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we just do that. We raise our hands. Listen to Psalm 63, 4. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. Yada. I love that word. It's a, it, you know, this book that I, I talk about here, The Holy Roar, great read. It's a little simple, thin little book by uh, Whitehead and Tomlin, and I authentically encourage you. There's so much on this, but I'm hoping in, in this series that God will lead us to offer more of ourselves to Him. You know, that's what worship's about this morning. God, I just want to offer more of me. You've given all of yourself to me, but I want to give all of me back to you. Lord, I want to worship you. Uh, Psalm 47.1, we talked about a clap or a shout last week, but let's go back to Psalm, one, four, uh, Psalm chapter 47. Clap your hands, all people. Shout to God with loud shout or songs of joy. Sometimes we clap our hands in worship to the Lord. We, we make a, uh, there's a clap offering to the Lord. It's good. Now, here's what's happening in Western church, if we're not careful. And I've certainly been guilty of it, and I bet you have. If the artist or the leader... Or they're really, really vocally talented, we clap louder. And if they're really bad, we hold our hands in our lap. We go, don't encourage it. But here's what we want to do. We want to clap to the Lord. Amen? But, but, you know, we've been conditioned in America that we just clap really loud when people are really good and we go to a concert. And I've been there, and, if, and we've learned, if you clap really, really loud, they'll come back and they'll do some more. Innovation, like, oh, oh, would y'all like to have them come back out one more time? So we clap. But I, I want to, oh, here, here's what I'm trying to say. God, help us to clap unto you. Help us to shout to you. Help us to lift our hands to you. Yada. Lord, you build up. Your church. Our expectations are heightened. All right, so let's move through this. Look, just look right there in it. All your works praise you, die, you Lord, your faithful people extol you. Psalm 145, 10, printed in your worship guide. The middle. May the peoples praise you, die, you God. May all the peoples praise you, die, you. And God, we make our boast all day long, and we will praise you, die, your name forever in worship, in celebration 
of lifted hands, we bless the name of Jesus. That's why we've come together. That's what's so cool about God. God has never lost a battle. It's so great about God. He is forever mine. He is forever for me. He makes, Jesus makes intercession for you and me as believers in Christ Jesus. And he doesn't lose his own. He's victorious. He's a, he's a victorious warrior. I, just uh, a little side note, I encourage you, if you don't listen to praise and worship, begin to tune into K-Love or some Christian station or go buy an album or download a song or two. Just begin to put your praise on. You know, a lot of times for that thing we like, we don't have a problem putting our praise on. But sometimes for the Lord, we don't. And I just instruct us, God, help us to put on our praise fully that you are worthy. You're here, and we honor you. Uh, this bless the Lord. If you really studied the deep meaning, it would mean, it would be shorthand that I take note of the Lord's glories of how excellent is his name. And he is so excellent that I respond to him in adoration, devotion, worship. Yada. See, if we had another hour, and I won't because all our children's workers would quit and we, the church wouldn't make it, okay? But if we had another hour, we would go now into a worship set. And we would yada the Lord. You see... I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping next weekend we'll see, like, wow, I can. I can begin to do that. Even in body life today, we'll talk about a yadah moment, but you'll, maybe you'll understand it. When I sent these out to the leaders, I kept waiting for somebody to sit back like, what is yadah? I don't know. How am I going to talk about it? Well, you're here. You know one thing, when I started body life, somebody told me this. Even Chap told me this. A man's got multiple degrees, and he said, Pastor, I listen better when I have to get up and say something about what you spoke about. I go, Really? You do that? He goes, yeah, I listen better. How many of you have found yourself as, as leaders, you listen better now because you got to, uh-huh. And some of you are like, I ain't listening no better. I ain't leading squat. We'll let you lead next weekend. Okay, here we go. All right. So, Psalm 63, 4. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I lift up my hands, always holding up his hands, kneeling, blessing the Lord. Uh, it is good to sing praises to our God. It is pleasant. It is beautiful. It is proper. It is fitting. Yes, we are commanded in Scripture to bless the Lord. We're commanded to praise the Lord. I know I pray that we'll become more uh, aligned, attuned, embracing of that truth as a church that we are commanded, but we have a responsibility as the children of God to praise Him to Barak him, to Yadah him, to lift our hands toward the heavens. Here, real quick, because we're going to get there. Right in the, in the page. In worship, hands are raised in the first one, celebration. This morning, we came in to celebrate our victorious Savior, our God, our King. Lamentations 341. Let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven. Look at the next one. We lifted them up in celebration. We lift up our hands in dependence, Psalm 63, 4. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I lift up my hands because I have no one else but you, God, to depend on. Have you ever tried to depend on somebody in this world? 
Sure. Depend on my mama. Depend on my daddy. Depend on my husband. Depend on my wife. I depend on my boss. I depend on my friend. Okay. Have they ever let you down? Well, once. Or, yeah, once a week. Yeah. The Father does it. So we lift our hands. Here, look at the third one. In surrender. Psalm 143, verse 6. I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. Lord, I surrender. You know, that's what hands are. Surrender. When they say, hold up your hands. You surrender, and we surrender to God. We, we yield, we submit, we come under, and we go, God. I mean, is anybody besides me praying for some major breakthrough in your life? Just raise your hand right now if you're praying for breakthroughs in your life. Raise them high. Raise them to the heavens. Yeah, how's that working for you? How's it? You, you can speak out. Just give a quick word. How's it working for you? Boy that, boy, that was convincing. Yeah. Wait, what'd she say? Her, hers is, <laughs> she's excellent. I love it. I wouldn't expect anything less from Zelda. She's excellent. Okay. Independence and surrender. Give you the last one. We lift our hands in preparation. Job eleven thirteen. Yet if you devote your heart to him and stretch out your hands to him. God, make us devoted to you this morning. Praise is corporate. Praise is private. It's individual. But it's certainly a time of corporate celebratory praise, celebration of the family of God. I long to go to the house of the Lord. I love coming to our church on the weekends to see you and for us to gather and to worship the true living God. Lord, we understand that you're good. You've been good to us. It, it's pleasant. It's pleasing. It's proper. Filled in the last one. Praise is the faithful response to greatness. Praise is a faithful response to how great is our God. God, you are holy and above all and a friend of sinners and a restorer of that which the locust is eaten. You're a rebuilder, a redeemer. You are the resurrection and the life. And in you, we place our living hope. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this morning that we could come to your house and sing and worship and Shoot our errors, shoot our praise, lift our hands toward the heavens. Lord, may this become a non-negotiable for the Christ community faith family, that we die, that we lift our hands, we lift our hearts, we submit afresh daily to follow the ways of Christ. Lord, I love what your servant John Piper said. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. Satisfy the family of faith this morning as we draw nearer to Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen.